She needed to get to a phone, and she needed to do it before the sun went completely down. Her choices were limited. Trust a stranger driving by, or a stranger in a house. Neither one sounded safe, but she had no choice. Grabbing her keys, phone, fleece jacket, and purse, Andy stepped out of the car and locked it, before walking over to the side of the road. The air was cooling fast, and she felt chilled after being in the warm car, so she slipped on her jacket. Pushing her thick, dark red hair away from her face, she stood there, deciding how far to go. The cabin was the closest, so that was the obvious choice. As she began her trek down the side of the road toward the cabin's driveway, she prayed that the person inside the cabin was trustworthy and that he or she had a landline phone. It took Andy longer to walk to the cabin than she'd first thought, and the sun was almost down when she stepped up onto the wooden porch and knocked softly on the door. When no one answered, she knocked louder, hoping someone was home. There was a Dodge pickup truck in the driveway and a soft light in the window, so someone must be there. Just as she raised her hand to pound on the door one last time, it swung open and a man filled the doorframe. Andy took a step back in surprise. The man was tall, well over six feet, with long, jean-clad legs and a white t-shirt stretching over a muscular chest. His arms were bare, showing off sculptured biceps and forearms. He stared at her, looking confused, as if she'd awoken him from a deep sleep. What stunned Andy the most was his square, chiseled face and deep blue eyes. His face, hair, and body were so perfect, he looked like a male model from a Calvin Klein underwear commercial. Andy felt the heat of a blush rise on her face at that thought as she stood there, mute, before him. Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome ran his hand through his hair and shook his head, seemingly to clear it before those blue eyes zeroed in on Andy. "'Who are you?' he asked, his voice deeply male. Andy blinked. Never had she been so startled by a person before. He just seemed too perfect-looking to be out here in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. She swallowed hard, then tried to stand as tall as her five-foot-seven-inch frame would allow— her green eyes met his. I'm sorry to bother you, she said. My car broke down on the highway, and your house was the closest. There's no cell service here, so I couldn't call for help. May I use your phone? The male model frowned at her, as if trying to understand what she was saying. Andy glanced around him and saw that the cabin was lit only by an oil lamp. She wondered if he even had electricity. Crap! I picked a house with no power and probably no phone. Where's your car? The man asked her, looking past her toward the highway. It was too dark now to see the highway or the car. Andy pointed in the direction of the road. Out there, it just died. I didn't know what to do. The man shook his head, turned, and started pulling on a pair of western boots. He slipped on a flannel shirt that had been hanging by the door and placed a hat on his head. Andy just stood there, watching him, wondering if he'd let her in to use the phone or not. Without a word, Mr. Perfect turned and walked to the back of the house. Andy's eyes followed him, wondering where he'd gone. She surveyed the room he'd just walked through. The floors were a light, shiny oak, and there was a large river rock fireplace on the wall in front of a leather sofa. Beyond that, she saw a kitchen, 
that it was too dark to see it clearly. The cabin looked clean, though, and very cozy. She told herself that he couldn't be too bad of a person if he lived in a place like this. At least she hoped that was true.'